make, let's make it happen. Good morning, everybody. Ooh, ah, we are Two Nerds, One Quest. Well, we are half of Two Nerds, One Quest. We're half a nerd, half a quest. I mean, to be fair, we are two nerds and in the midst of a quest. So. Th that is actually, yeah. This act, it actually, the, the title actually makes sense today. <laughs> the title hasn't made sense probably since, like, session, when did you come in, 30 or 40? I, although I like it, so there's no reason to change it. Oh, I mean, kidding. it really is you're in John's baby, and I'm just going to hold it for a while and change the diaper. So That's why we pay you the big bucks? Yeah. That's... That, that voice Wait you're a hearing... second. I'm supposed to be getting paid? Hey, anyway, that voice you're hearing right now is one Ryan Crazy Cooch. Kukta, how's it going, buddy? Kukta, fantastic. Uh, living a fantastic summertime life, so... If you uh, happen to see him a little, little darker, you know, a little, little more suntanned, just got back from a uh, fantastic vacation. Yeah, living the life in Mexico. How did that go uh, while I was gone? Did, what kind of show did you guys do? Did you do one? I don't. No. I didn't even get caught up yet. Uh, we did not do a show because. Got it. Where was I? I don't know. You're a big deal, too, so who knows? Ooh, I wouldn't go that far. I don't know what happened. I don't know what happened. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. What matters is this. Uh, so we have some topics we're going to talk about today. We're not going to do any d Well, I shouldn't say we're not going to do D&D &D stuff because we're going to talk about our characters a little bit. But we're not actually going to have story proper because, uh, A, <laughs> I, did, I, I can't prep for our proper show. And B, I was too lazy to actually set up a single person scenario. Uh, the I don't think I'm that talented to run a one man scenario. <laughs> so well, maybe, I don't know. Maybe next time. Don't cut yourself short. That little uh, one shot was pretty fun the other day. So. Yeah, I mean it was it was a good time doing it. I just uh, I don't know how well I could scale. Uh, something for one person without actually killing you in the first five minutes <laughs> that's fair well just give me a submachine gun or something unexpected and i'll hold my own yeah i'll, I'll give you an unlimited hellish rebukes with uh 10d8 and we'll call it a day now you're speaking my language speaking of hellish rebuke i was looking at that spell and just uh, the, the sheer number of dice as you get leveled up, I'm like, I, I I, am in awe. Like, that should be my reaction every single time I get hit. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, especially considering it just triggers when you get hit, so it doesn't take a turn or anything, it's really fun, really strong. And uh, I like to play Tieflings a lot <laughs> um, for whatever reason. Like, I just, I find the character concept, like, uh, basically a demon that's not necessarily bad, not necessarily good, just kind of, like, has an interesting backstory that got him here, 
is pretty fun to establish. So I I don't know. I, I like tieflings as a concept. So I mean, there's I no, get a lot of no, bellish rebukes off. <laughs> there's no king shaming here. You know, we we allow you to like whatever you like. For sure. So why don't you tell me a little bit? Do you have a little bit of a backstory about Crixus? Like I I I know you said some stuff way back when when we started two nerds um when, when we brought yeah. you in uh why don't you can you expand on who he is she he she it yeah so he uh he goes by he and him um he is not they or them but uh he will um so if i go in my head um, and I don't know how much of this I've put out there, how much has just been crafted in my brain, but um, effectively, Crixus was um, part of a tiefling family, um, like part of a group of kind of nomads, but they were hunted um, by individuals who just, you know, look at tieflings and thought, oh, they're ugly, they're horrible. Uh, we need to wipe them off the face of the planet. So um, he was, so Crixus was basically, his family was attacked. Their encampment was burned to the ground. And uh, Crixus was kind of left as the sole survivor. So, um, so then Crixus was kind of wandering around trying to find a place to live. And he met uh, a bunch of elves. And um, let me just bring up some of the details here so I don't get it completely wrong. But um, so Crixus, uh, he found, um, again, some elves that followed Sunni, which is like the god of beauty, basically. And so him as a tiefling, like, stood opposed to that, like, not a beautiful creature um, in most people's eyes, kind of a, uh, you know, kind of an ugly being um, with the horns and kind of uh, just looking the way that he looks. So uh, effectively, the the uh, followers of Sunni are originally kind of abusing him, but um, after a while, he endeared himself to them and um, found that you know, he did have a beautiful singing voice. And so from that perspective, he did. they found beauty in him and in his character. And so he, um, he became kind of a, an important person in that Sunni group, even though he completely didn't fit in. Uh, he was a very helpful individual, but after a while, he found that you know, as the as his life went forward, of course, he continues to just not really uh, fit in entirely into that group. Um, so effectively, they found a way to send him uh, out into the world to try to help people and bring the um, the teachings of Sunni to others. So effectively, uh, that began Crixus's quest, um, you know, out into the world where he met uh, a couple of unique individuals and started to quest uh, 
with you. So. Wow. Nice. So, Sunni is a like a clan, lack of better words, or is it? No, Sunni is is a is a god in the Forgotten Realms. Oh, Sunni's a god. And, okay, I gotcha. Yes, yeah, so Sunni is basically like a um, um, it's a beautiful flowing haired woman, and she carries a whip. And so that's why oftentimes if I'm calling forth my um, my spectral weapon, I forget what that's called, uh, but um, my spiritual weapon, that's often a whip um, as that's really kind of, uh, you know, Crixus's um, god that still works in his life. So um, I gotcha. Again, back to like the beauty, you know, Crixus did have um, a beautiful singing voice and he used to tend the flowers and things like that. So he brought a lot of um, beauty into the world. And so when he was sent out, um, that's why he started out as a cleric. You know, he's just helping the the people of the uh, of the Sunni, the tribe of elves. Mm -hmm. He was just helping them and constantly using uh, his magic to heal them and help them. Yeah, I got but you. he did have a beautiful singing voice and that started, you know, once he's out in the world now, that's the beauty that he's bringing to the rest of the world is his singing voice. And um, that's kind of what started him starting as a cleric and then starting to pick up levels of bard uh, as he got out into the world. So. As he should, because he has a beautiful singing voice, as does Mr. Ryan Kukta, who... <laughs> I, yeah, you haven't done a song in a while. You know, I thought about that just the other day. I should really be uh, designing the next hit song. I'm not going to lie, we uh, haven't had much of a chance, though. I mean, we've been, we've been in this cave for about what feels like three months. <clears throat> at least three or four months right mm -hmm. and and i think crixus would he would thrive if we stopped at an inn or something like that and that's the right time to sing a song who are you going to sing a song to in your threat right so i mean i guess you could have tried to sing to the uh 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 what were those things that were chasing us the uh gelatinous cubes you could have tried singing to those yeah. things. I mean, maybe if he hits the right note, they like vibrate and explode. I'm not sure, but kind kind of like uh, glass, where you get your voice that high that high up and it just shatters. Yeah, right. So, hold, um, hold on a second. I think I gotta let the dogs out. Why don't you talk more about your character real quick? Oh, sure. Yeah. So from that perspective, Crixus is, um, he's kind of a. I would not say he's a leader, but, you know, he's been on his own and having to fend for himself, even though he has had um, the Sunni uh, follow followers, the Elven tribe um, that kind of brought him in. Um, they haven't really adopted him. He was kind of a slave there, uh, for uh, lack of a better term. He was just kind of there to help them. Um, and didn't really have rights of his own, didn't have a family of his own. He was just 
kind of used by them for lack of a better term for them to uh you know for to heal them and to kind of work as a laborer for them so um from that perspective he's had to be on his own um when he got when he got connected to ellie in the group um he was just more able to recognize the impact of um people who care about each other legitimately care about each other in a group together versus what he experienced um when he was part of the elven tribe so awesome yeah sorry about that dogs have got no no worries so that's a little bit about Crixus, um, about what his uh, kind of character motivations are. Of course, to bring a little beauty into the world, but also to have uh, experiences that are positive and make friends, which is not something that he had um, until he left the Sunni camp. Is some real legitimate people that care about one another, and uh, he believes he's found that. So. Yeah, but it's I, hard. It's hard without, um, kind of especially Ellie in the group. I think he had a, a kinship with her, um, both being clerics and both <laughs> wanting to help people and uh, feeling empathy for other people. Um, so I think he's trying to connect better with Doug. Yeah, Doug is kind of standoffish. Like Ernan, I I think. Between Ellie, Aranon, and Crixus, that that was the the core um, that they fought, but they also cared. Like Aranon was one that he seemingly didn't care about shit, but you know he he did. He didn't like to show it, and as Ellie and Crixus adventured with him, he he kind of took them in as family i guess you would say yeah and i don't think he ever would have acknowledged that but i think yeah he he probably and you know for better or worse he probably would say well i don't want the family relationship that i have with these people to get in the way of my goal which is to increase my wealth right but at the end of the day i think if he had a pile of treasure for Ellie's life, I think he would have made the right decision, and that would have been the real test of his growth as a character. Correct. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> he ran into some trouble uh, and uh, is no longer with us in body, but maybe still in spirit. Uh, I was going to say, pour one out for Aradon. Oh, too yeah. soon? Are we... Uh, I, I would be... I'm wondering if John is ever still considering whether that the ice on Doug's shield could ever be restored as uh, um, you know as we go forward here somehow. Like maybe if we actually do kill Lady Ice Kiss, <clears throat> how that would turn out. Yeah, that would be interesting. I wonder. Yeah. Because, I mean, clearly, he would have to form Aranon out of whatever was left and attached to the uh, to the shield. Like, I mean, is he going to be walking around with, like, a peg leg? Like, is he missing a couple ears? 
like <laughs> or is it just like his essence needs to be poured into another creature or something like that i don't i don't know it's it's very complex i think and probably john's like well that would be step 20 and we're on step four but yeah at it's... some point i think uh you know it's it's certainly interesting to just keep the hope alive right from from the perspective of everybody that they, they do feel like there's as long as they're still connected to Aranon to some way, there's still a chance. But I think everybody's like, well, Aranon's dead, but, you know, his soul is maybe still held in the, the ice on Doug's shield. I'm just mm -hmm. not sure. <clears throat> kind of sounds like a job for a necromancer, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, just, just like bring a body back and just like, all right, Aranon, just hop in. Yeah, you just kind of bang the shield on a dead body a couple times. Kind of like shake shake Aranon off. Get in there. Right. I will say the adventure's been cool from the standpoint of, like, John taking actual other adventures and things like that and, and kind of integrating them into our quest. But our quest overall is still unique, if that makes sense. We're not just a group of characters it's an amalgamation of different yeah um quests that john's found so that makes it fun yeah it's not just a straightforward from the book um adventure it's it seems like he's really put a good touch on it like he's really put his stamp on how he is guiding us i guess you would say i think that's that's a little bit of john's um I guess John's DM magic. I, from from my perspective, you know, I uh, I've worked with a number of different DMs, and all have been just really amazing people. I don't think that you like go down the path of being a DM unless you give a shit about what is happening. So, um, but from that perspective, I think John has a unique way of taking what's in front of him and making it special. Like, making it, like, really unique in that way to make an emotional connection um, to everything as well. Um, you know, at some point, like, with, um, even though, you know, he wanted to move Ellie off of the team, like, okay, well, we're going to move Ellie off, uh, but she's going to have the, um, the bar, and then we're going to continue to check in with her. You know, she's going to hear news from time to time and have an emotional reaction to it. It's like, you know, we're as a group, we're connected to one another, but we're even connected to the members of our group that aren't there anymore. So um, I think that's why the youth, the Yuthrin thing, um, although it's really interesting, feels like it's a little less emotionally exhilarating because it. Uh, we're kind of going through the steps, right? And so we've got to accumulate this this detail on the, uh, you know, how to create a spell or something that that is going to trigger something. And, and I think we're done accumulating those now. Um, I have to check with Genius, who's holding that information. But at the end of the day, I think, you know, it's a little bit less like, let's move into the next phase here and we've been kind of going through Yathrin for quite a while now mm -hmm. without that next phase yeah um I yeah I feel like it 
this this module or this section of the story is almost um uh what's the word i'm looking for vital you know what i mean it's like you know you have your main quest on like uh the witcher or something that takes like 13 hours to complete and then you have all these side quests that are like you know an hour here five minutes there this feels yeah. like kind of like that vital um <clears throat> 13 hour story quest to me yeah and it is i mean yeah. it it is like it is the accumulation of what we've done so far mm-hmm. now we're in yathrin and we've got to figure out okay how do we take what's available to us here and kill a god or effectively you know beat her down so that she can't come back and uh, terrorize the humanity again of the world so it's gonna be very interesting to see what like comes out of this because mm-hmm. i'm not sure like okay now we're in yathrin i don't know what the next step is like i don't see what that is and maybe John sees what that is, how we get from Yathrin to um, kind of battling again. Um, you calling your lady Ice Kiss, but I don't remember what the... Um, uh, or Oral, right? right or, yeah, or, Rhyme of the Fro- Oral, Rhyme of the Frostmaiden. Yeah. yeah, yeah. so the Frostmaiden. So, so yeah, so I, I'm not sure how the connection is going to be made from where we are now to the kind of end game of uh this quest so. yeah i i agree it's it's interesting because you you know i kind of feel like uh once we get the eight steps and we perform the ritual or whatever it's almost like okay a portal opens up and we just go you know i and john said he's not going to have us walk all the way back through so that leads me to believe that we'll have to trudge our way back at least I think that's what yeah, he said, didn't he? He said something about that, but I just wonder, I don't know what the module says mm-hmm. happens when you are done with the Euthrin process. Um, my, but my guess from is John's like perspective, a, yeah. he's not going to have us go back through the cave no. system. Right? That would so, be like another freaking eight weeks of... <laughs> Yeah, I mean the only the only positive there would be to get one of those pairs, right? I mean, to get another one of the pairs to see what kind yeah. of special abilities. I'm pretty sure Crixus still has a call lightning that he's going to hold in his back pocket for a while, and uh, we have several fireball beads. Oh, man, which is going to be really awesome. That is going to be death from above when we reach Oral, unless we need it ahead of yeah. time. So I'm really excited about that. Like that was a big get. I'm I guarantee it that's going to come into play big time. Yeah. And I got vicious mockery left. <laughs> mm. Vicious mockery. <laughs> I don't I I've never actually used that spell in uh real in D&D, so. Uh, yeah, I've only heard it on uh the dungeon run <laughs> and it's very funny there cuz it's uh uh uh, I think it's a it's like a younger girl character is using it, so it's like the the mockery is like very much not mockery. <laughs> it's like your mom smells funny. Uh, Elquin says we should make the city fly. Yeah, I mean 
I like it. I think it's a good idea. Like, is there a way we can return Yathrin like back to, to where it came from? Yeah, that that would be. I'm not sure. I mean, that actually kind of makes sense. Doesn't? I mean, it would be tough to do since it's in a cave. Like, it would. Yeah, I don't know. That that would be interesting. I mean, yeah. Think about it. Like, so if if. Yathrin returns to the sky and, and Oral sees it and she's like, I'm going to take Yathrin and then we battle Oral in Yathrin. That seems interesting. I'm not sure that it, you know, that it's where John's going. I can't really say where John's going with the story. So, um, but I think it's, there's a lot of interesting, I guess, opportunities here for stories. Yeah, I, <clears throat> I, I agree. the The storyline is kind of like a a giant cloud that kind of dissipates as we go through. You know, as mm -hmm. we were going in some of the earlier stuff, you could kind of see where we were headed. You know, we always had some kind of major goal that even with the side quests, we always had some kind of major goal that we were going through. Um, but right now, our major goal is just that it's it's one goal. And there's nothing, I mean, other than finding Oral, there's nothing after. So it's, it's interesting. It's, it's very interesting. And, and the, the flying city would be almost like a spectacle for the rest of that region because it would be, I mean, you would see it for, you know, miles and miles and miles around this giant city floating up from the ground. I mean, we've done a lot of cool things in Yathrin. Um, but I think... Uh, oh, by the way, um, do you still have that little fish guy? The little fish rat? Yeah. yeah. Gil? <laughs> yeah. We've got to figure out what we can do with him. He seems real fun. But, uh, yeah. So, we've got to figure out uh, kind of what the next step is. Really to engage Oral. Because I feel like we're pretty strong right now. We've got a lot of cool stuff. Again, the fireball beads and stuff like that. We could really hold our own. As long as... I just wish Crixus had a little more in hit points. It seems like a good punch in the mouth really knocks him down a little bit. So, um, most of the... I don't know if you've noticed that most of like the features and stuff like that that I've been picking up lately give some temporary hit points or something like that. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, there's that that bard thing where um, you know I use uh, I use one of my uh, I forget what they're called, but effectively I create um, a distraction in which we can move around and get some temporary hit points. So that's been um, a major goal for Crixus, I guess. Which which brings us to our next, my next question is, what'd you, what'd you do for leveling up? What was your options? Yeah, good question. So, um, unfortunately, I'm pot committed to Bard right now. <laughs> um, I'm really trying to make decisions on a story basis as opposed to what I'd want to do. I compared both Cleric and Bard. I'm still at level 9 right now, so I've got to finalize my decisions um, as I think we're 
going to be level 10. But I've decided that I'm going to go with Bard. And uh, I don't think that's the stronger of the two options. But um, it gives me... Let's see, I'll, I'll bring up the uh, chart here. So the Cleric, um, if I level up a Cleric level, um, there's really nothing good that happens. But down the road, there's some really powerful spells that I'm kind of giving up. Because Crixus, again, is just, he's kind of done with being a cleric. And he's really into being a bard. Um, so I want to follow the storyline there. So what I get at level four of bard is just two ability score improvements. And I think I'm going to sync them both into uh, charisma. So nice. um, that'll bring my charisma score to 18. Uh, my bonus to a plus four. And that is going to impact a lot of the spells. So We're going to be quite the charismatic group. My charisma is an 18 right now as well. Yeah, and I think that's important for, you know, for us as a, as a team. Um, you know, I, I'd considered um, quite a bit, you know, what if I just put that into Constitution or something like that and try to raise my hit points a little bit, but... As I think, what does Crixus need? He needs to be a little more outgoing if he wants to be a successful bard. So yeah, what what do you um, have for hit points currently? Fifty-seven is my Ooh. total. Um, once I go up uh, a level, I'm not sure. I think it'll be sixty-three. Take a look here. Yeah, I'm 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 up to eighty-three right now. I I leveled up. Yeah. And I've got really good AC. I've got a 19 base AC, so that's really strong. Well, plus um, that, and I have my my spell, which I give an extra plus two AC, which really seems to help you. Yeah, big time. So anytime, uh, anytime that you're giving me that shield of faith, um, is really powerful, and that 21 armor class is awesome. I just think Oral is definitely going to be hitting, you know, in the mid 20s. Mm -hmm. And if she takes, you know, 35 hit points away, that's better than half. So, yeah. Um, I just have to keep some of my spells for um for healing and things like that, but um so yeah, if I uh if I sink both of my ability score improvements into charisma, um my constitution's only 12, so there is an opportunity there that I could use them both constitution instead, but uh, I just don't think that's what Cr what Crixus would do. Yeah. And so I just, I'm kind of going along with, he needs to be a little bit more outgoing, needs to be a little bit more of a leader, and so I think he's going to try to raise that charisma. So. Nice. Yeah, so I, uh, Doug, I... Um, <clears throat> I I am nine levels of paladin and one level of uh, warlock, so I I am full fully invested in that paladin um, tree, mainly because the warlock was just a because um, I kind of talked about it back when Doug came in that the warlock was a one time pact, um, and now. I am Paladin trying to, you know, work that off, trying to make amends, dedicating my life to 
to writing that, you know, because the warlock part of it is just it's not good, you know. The warlock was vengeance, and the warlock was was something that he needed at the time. Um, <clears throat> but now he's he's dedicating his life to you know, fighting for the little guy. Um, and speaking of little guy, it's funny because I made my air cockera like really big, and apparently air cockera after I looked it up are like small <laughs> they're like five feet tall and my small guy's like little ninja guys yeah my guy's like six two or some shit <laughs> but that makes sense why you're a paladin right as yeah. opposed to like a monk yeah so you know basically that there is that so i i kind of i never mentioned that from you know the time i came in because it was i think it was like the day after we had our show i was kind of looking stuff up i'm like oh well shit but you know for every for every you know small person there's always one giant person that breaks the rule but i think that's that's a cool thing there's a uniqueness there of a giant bird warrior mm -hmm. right and so the rest of the birds they might be little ninjas and stuff like that flying around well you know your guys like i'm the big one so i'm i'm gonna put on a a big sword and maybe a shield sometimes and i'm gonna i'm gonna defend the righteous right yeah yeah so i'm seven feet 350 pounds <laughs> <laughs> you're I a monster am, i am huge that is a big bird 350 pounds <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, yeah i guess i haven't looked at that since i created it but you know that's that's you know i am a, that's why I have such high intimidation as well. You know, that's one of the things I, I put in is because I was so big. You know, I made sure that I was able to intimidate, which clearly didn't work last session. But well, that's like uh, strapping a jetpack to my fat. <laughs> it takes a lot to get me off the ground. <laughs> yeah, my my wings are really beefy to carry me around. <clears throat> Yeah, Elquin, I'm a freaking nature. It's 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 tough. My stealth is probably really low. How do you hide a seven foot, three hundred fifty pound bird? You're the Shaquille O'Neal of birds. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I did take. I get. I got a bunch of spells. I I'm up to level three spells now, which is really cool. Yeah. Um. So I picked uh, blinding smite, <clears throat> which is really nice. That's uh, the next time you hit a creature with a melee weapon attack during the spell's duration. Your weapon flares with a bright light, and the attack deals an extra 3d8 radiant damage. Additionally, the target must succeed on a constitution saving throw or be blinded. And then they're blinded for a minute, uh, and then on each turn they you know, do the constitution saving to see if they're still blind. So blinding, does that make disadvantage on attacks? Uh, creature blinded by the spell makes another constitution. I mean, blind, I would assume blind would be at disadvantage. That would be, uh, like a, that would be, a a, a condition, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, let's see. Blind in 5e, uh, can't see and automatically fails any ability check requiring sight. Attack rolls against the creature have advantage, and their attack rolls have disadvantage. Okay, yeah. So that's 
So that's actually really powerful if we get advantage against that creature. Yeah. Exceptionally powerful. Yeah, I, I dropped my my uh one of my other smites, I think, in order to grab that one. Yeah. I mean I the it. the the issue is uh you know, when you have a level three spell, it's not available at level one or two. Which kinda sucks. Sure. But uh so I also got uh protection from energy. Which is, for the duration, the willing creature you touch has resistance to one damage type of your choice. Acid, cold, fire, lightning, or thunder. Oh, that would be really powerful against Oral, right? You know yep. she's going to use some, some ice spells. Yep. That's concentration up to an hour. So that's 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 a nice long one. However, it's concentration, so I can't use any other concentration yeah. spells, which, like, three-quarters of my spells are concentration. So. Yeah, I mean... That's that's one of those you've got to pick the best situation for that, mm -hmm. um, for that spell. Like if you're going up against Oral one on one, you're you're gonna wanna have that protection from ice, which is something that that Crixus has that cold resistance, and so I am <clears throat> I'm excited for that combat. I think it'll be an interesting battle. Yeah, I agree. Um, given like your aerial tactics and. Crixus, you know, feeling pretty pissed off about Aranon and everything like that. Just, uh, I think there's there's going to be a lot of emotion in that combat if we get there. I agree. So. Um, and then the final spell I have is uh, Remove Curse. Oh, okay. Perfect. <laughs> we got to have that sometimes. Uh, apparently we need that with both Genius and with uh, uh, Valene. Yeah, he's he's uh, genius is still afflicted. I think Crixus has yeah, I I have something, but I I'm not sure. It's not a paranoia. Do you though? Yeah, I do still. Let me just bring that up here. Because I mean, I can't use it until I recognize that I that... have disadvantage on wisdom and charisma saving. Which isn't really, hasn't come up. I don't know how often you need a charisma saving throw, but a wisdom saving throw would come up against more powerful creatures. Just one second. Yeah, so that's interesting. I don't remember when Crixus got that. Um, but I have to remember also that I can't just randomly start using Remove Curse on people just hoping to get rid of a curse, I have to recognize that they have a curse. And right now, I don't think yeah. anybody recognizes that Valene is scared out of her pants. And I don't know. I do feel like we would know that Valene's kind of she's like, been skittish, but around she, corners, skittish, yeah. But she hasn't like she's paranoid, you know. So she yeah. hasn't she hasn't said or done anything that's been like you know jumping at a shadow more or less it's it's been yeah. and then genius really have to oh, you know genius ahead. with his dice rolling you know i i think we once he makes a decision that is not something that is right we'll have to question that you know <clears throat> yep and I, and I don't think he's done that yet yeah i mean it's the the decision trees that has quote unquote failed on 
are not important things. No. But if he like if he chooses to push one of our team members into a difficult situation, you got to be like, what the, you know? <laughs> yeah. And then uh, uh, we can start to identify it. I mean, especially with Valine, all it would take is for us to ask, like, Valine, is this? You're you're kind of acting paranoid. Is this normal for you? And have her just maybe ask. Oh, it feels normal, but but yeah, I guess I agree. It's a little odd for me. And uh, I I don't care as long as she can lob some magic missiles from the back. That seems like a a big win for us anyway. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't have to fight up close. If she's paranoid, she can shoot bolts from around the corner. As far as I'm concerned, but yeah, for yeah. sure. I, 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 I'm, I'm pretty sure we'll figure out Valine sooner than we figure out Genius. <clears throat> yep, that makes sense. Uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think we've, we've got some real cool abilities. We've got some real cool things going on. And uh, we have really have all the pieces in place. Now we just have to figure out what we need to do with them in Yathrin and uh solve these problems so i gotta say i am disappointed though john said that we we're gonna be finding a lot of magical items in yathrin and we haven't found dick i don't know like the things that are happening are cool like if you think about the goblet it yeah. gave us all an extra spell um the let's see the um i have a crow's foot pendant and i'm not sure what it does uh, maybe it does nothing, or maybe it's really powerful. I don't know. Um, you have the uh, necklace of fireballs or whatever, which mm -hmm. is going to be amazing. I suppose um, we did get the those cloaks as well. Yep, and the cloaks definitely is helpful. But at the end of the day, yeah, I agree. We haven't found like a like anything really powerful like a wand of something crazy or you know a staff of power or something like that that would be bonkers and i'm not sure if you know we have because we're going through every building right so it's not like we haven't kind seen of. the opportunity yeah i think there's probably a couple we haven't gone through yet um mm -hmm. but we're getting there yep Cool. Well, I think that's going to do it for D&D. &D. I think uh, we kind of wanted to talk about Kenobi. Did you finish it? Yeah, I did. Okay, so this is yep. going to be for anybody in chat. This is going to be some spoilery spoiler action. Um, so don't say we didn't warn you. <laughs> also, Darth Vader dies at the end. <laughs> ah, what? <laughs> oh! The Darth Vader in the next thing is somebody else. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Darth Vader in episode four is... His twin brother. <laughs> yeah, there was triplets. Triplets. Yeah, that's it. Spell spelled differently. There's an extra Y in it. <laughs> yeah, Darth Vadery. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So I thought I don't think we've talked a ton about the series as a whole, besides saying like, ah, oh, I think this is cool. I thought that it added a ton of really cool stuff to everything that you like believe in right so yeah. it it added like a layer to luke skywalker to leia to 
Obi-Wan to Darth Vader's character, right? I mean, why is Darth Vader so mad? Well, he keeps getting beat by Obi-Wan, for Christ's sake. So he keeps getting more and more off over the course of, you know, everything that's going on. So, uh, I again, I just, it added a layer to everything, which is what you want. If there's a prequel, you just don't want it to, like, fit in. You want it to, like, enhance the world right yeah now i understand why what makes princess leia so special is because she's a special kid because she grows up with this particular determination that started when she was a child and she's a unique individual she's not just a a girl who who's you know who's pretty did, headstrong yeah she needed saving but she she needed saving because she was a child not because she was incapable of protecting herself because she wasn't strong enough yep you she got was, it right there yeah mm -hmm. she was she was very much probably one of the strongest characters in the entire series yeah and it's very cool though the way that they you know just build everybody up mm -hmm. and i think that's that's really awesome um from that perspective that's what I want those prequels to do. I don't just want... Uh, I'll be honest, the the ending of the, um, the Mandalorian was disappointing to me. When Cad Bane got shot, another spoiler, mm -hmm. like, that's frustrating to me because I think that character's freaking cool. And, like... He's just a side note in the Mandalorian. So, and his, maybe his journey's at an end now because of the way that his character was presented. And so that's like, why just bring up a cool character from the lore of Star Wars just as a like, oh, okay, well, he's dead now. That sucks, I think. <laughs> and uh, doesn't help to enhance the world. It helps to like, Okay, now Cad Bane's timeline ends there. It's like, well, I'm not a fan of that. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm probably not enough of a Star Wars nerd to care that much. But I'm enough of a nerd where I just want more. Yeah, um, that's where I'm at. I've, I'm in the exact same situation. Like, I, like, Kenobi was awesome. Loved it. I, I thought the character progression. Uh, I, I love the integration of the Inquisitors and the Third Sister and like basically taking Jedi Fallen Order and sticking it into Kenobi. I mean, this is yeah. essentially what they did. And I loved Fallen Order. I loved that game. That was awesome. And I love the idea of the I Third haven't Sisters. played it. Oh, my God. It, oh. Yeah, I haven't played it. Oh, so. you, you have to. It, it is an open world, fun star wars adventure it's it's really good that sounds awesome yeah I'd it be is it's uh, available on pretty much anything you want so get uh, you have to get it i i still have a playstation 4 so yes you can um, get it on that <laughs> I, i'll have to check it out on that um but anyway going back to it like the the inquisitors and the, and the third sister and the the what I loved most about Kenobi, and I'm just, I'm like jazz handsing it. I'm not sure why. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, what I, I think what I loved most about 
the the entire series is that Darth Vader is not just a stiff one note character like he is in four, five, and six. You know, he is he's got much more movement, much more agility, much more um, e- emotion. If you can get emotion from a you know guy wearing a mask, um, like. The, the lightsaber duels so I initially thought the lightsaber duel between the third sister and Darth Vader was the best until we got to the final episode and the Darth and the lightsaber battle between Darth Vader and Obi-Wan Kenobi like that whole battle was amazing but when you see yeah. him fighting the third sister you see kind of what you saw from Rogue One at the end where he's just walking down and he's banging people into the ceiling and he's you know lightsabering he's whipping people left and right well, in this, you actually get to see Darth Vader be a real Sith Lord. You know, he's he's stopping a lightsaber inches from his hand, and you know f- the Force pushing. I thought the you know I thought the use of the Force powers in this series also was was unique because you don't see that you don't see that in the movies at all. You don't get f- a lot of Force pushing. You don't get him, you know stopping a lightsaber with his hand you don't you don't get a lot you know yeah when yoda was fighting um an episode i don't remember was it the clone wars or revenge of this i don't remember which one it was you know when they're he's dodging all that stuff that's flying at him um you know you get some of that in the movies but in this entire series you're getting a lot more force power you're getting a lot a lot more battle like Obi-Wan Kenobi lifting all those rocks up and just flinging them at Darth Vader was, you know, yeah. we haven't gotten that before. And and Darth Vader using, you know, he had his hand up and he was getting pelted with rocks, but he was also, you know, it looked like like a force shield, you know, otherwise. Well, it'd that, have to be, right? I yeah. mean, if you think about it, like even that, especially knowing that he doesn't really have an arm back there, right? So. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think what's what's really interesting about the whole um about that whole last couple episodes even I would say is that you do get a sense that Darth Vader isn't the finished Darth Vader, right? I mean, he is still learning. He's still, you know, taking his hatred out on people, but the hatred isn't even fully complete yet. Like he's using the third sister, but he wasn't like he was didn't use her in like the perfect way. He's still trying to figure out how to manipulate people. It's it's really some of this the really cool stuff mm-hmm. um that you kinda want out of a like even Darth Vader isn't the perfect evil Darth Vader. He's learning how to be evil. He's learning how to manipulate people. Um <laughs> it's really that, that cool progression that you want out of these characters. And from my perspective, Obi-Wan was a one note guy. And you kind of always ask like, you know, what, what's special about Obi-Wan and, and then, okay, they give me the prequels and okay, this is what's special about him. No, he continues to be special. There's mm-hmm. a, there's 20 years in here. Where we've got to made him, you know, special to, um, to the world of Star Wars, and there's a lot of opportunity there that you don't want to miss. Yeah. So um, they're doing a great job in filling that out, filling mm-hmm. out the relationship 
between what's now Darth Vader and Obi-Wan. And that part of it is really cool to me. Um, and the, the correlations between, um, you know, that w what's happening now and then what's happening in the Star Wars, the Skywalker saga and stuff like that. And the next few, I, I think we get how it all fits in uh -huh. and it's pretty uh -huh. fun. And, and that they still keep it fun and strong. Um, so I, I think uh, from my perspective, it was just really well done. And especially like you said with the force stuff, as as the technology gets better and better, it doesn't look silly when there's mm -hmm. a bunch of rocks floating behind Obi-Wan. It feels powerful. And uh, that's the difference between where the technology is right now. You can see Obi-Wan and you can feel like he is controlling rocks behind him as opposed to just kind of the technology wouldn't have been there in four or five and six. It kind of looks maybe silly that the rock is flying from this angle and that angle. Yeah. And that's, what's cool about, you know, technology now in shows and movies, they could put anything in. you could be riding a lion. And it totally looks realistic. You know what yeah. I mean? So, yeah, I agree. It's, you know, and, and thinking back on it, the progression of Obi-Wan from where he was, at the end of episode three to where he starts with literally zero force powers in episode er, in in kenobi you know he he essentially did what luke skywalker did or uh yeah what luke did he blocked himself off from the force and he had to learn and and get his powers back you know and, and by the time he has his final battle with darth vader he is you know that what you, what you picture somebody with force powers, full, full Jedi, uh, you know, whatever, whatever the high, highest tier is, you know, you see him lifting up his arms, kind of like, you know, what you picture somebody with power doing. You you lift up your arms and you everything floats behind you. All of it, right? Uh, Not everything. just the one thing. Yeah. All of it. Yeah. I'm putting all of it into attack. Yeah, and and that that progression from. I don't deserve it to I let everybody down with and then Leia helping to build him back up. I I think was was an amazing just a, just an amazing story in and of itself. Yeah. I mean, I think that's again, uh I I think I've probably said this maybe on one of our podcasts before, but there's a huge difference between a superhero movie telling a story about superheroes and a superhero movie telling a story about the humanity of superheroes, mm -hmm. about what it takes to be a person, what it takes to make decisions. Like, so especially like the, the Star Wars stuff, it, you can get lost a little bit in the like, oh, they just can do that because they're, they have superpowers. But okay, well, why are they making the decisions that they're making? Because there's a human element to it, right? And if you can't get that home, it's just a superhero story. And nobody wants to see that. I, I mean, nobody just wants to see a story on screen about, hey, we could do it technologically, so we just did it, right? That kind of, well, and, and that's, that's missing the, the boat. And that's the difference between the superhero and the supervillain. The, superhu the yeah. superhero uses their powers when they have to the supervillain uses their powers because they can 
And yeah. so you get people like Superman, who could literally destroy the Earth at will, but he doesn't because he doesn't, you know, that's not his, that's not who he is. He's he's a good person, so he, why would he? You know, when people say, well, you know, Superman, uh, he's too powerful. Well, <clears throat> yeah, but even against the bad guys, he's not destroying them like he should because he doesn't kill people. It's like Batman. Batman doesn't kill people. You know, it's... but it it's struggling with that the human decision of that, right? Mm-hmm. If the the new Batman movie is a really cool example, like of this concept of the humanity of it, right? It's not just a Batman movie, right? Where okay, he vanquished the evil at the. It's Batman as a human learning that you can't just express violence against the bad guy and expect you'll be able to stamp out the bad guy. Mm-hmm. The more violence you pour into it, the more violent they become. And the more you know hatred you put into battling them, the more hatred they're going to put into the evil that they're doing. So that's kind of the way the new Batman movie, like at the end, Batman's like, well, the way for city is to help the people of the city is not to just keep punching these guys. Mm -hmm. And so that that's a really cool part at the end where he's like, you know, kind of realizing that they're saying the same things back to him that he's saying to the bad guys as he's punching them. And uh, at the end of the day that's a human element to it. And you've got to add the human element. Super. Yeah, definitely. And, and the other, the other thing that superheroes, especially like Batman, you know, they, they pour all the hate and the ultra violence into fighting crime. They don't balance that with actually being human. They lose themselves into that. And you see that with Batman because he's, he's completely abandoned essentially Bruce Wayne to go out every night, whoop a whole bunch of ass, and essentially just feed his hate. He, it's it's almost like it's like the Anakin turning into Darth Vader, bringing it back to Star Wars. Right. You know, whereas Batman yeah. stays Anakin, you know, Anakin goes full dark side. Like he just succumbs to that hate against what he what he fears and what he hates the most. He just gives into it mm-hmm. versus Batman who you know, ultimately pulls himself back. Yeah, very, very fun. It's a very fun um, series, though, and the way that they ended it was splashy, was, like, eye-catching, was really awesome. Now, I heard that there's for sure going to be a season two, Hmm. and I'm just wondering to myself, is, like, Luke and Leia going to be involved here? we going to get something fresh um and uh, i'll just be very interested in seeing how that works out yeah i did not hear about season two i was just literally going to ask you season two yes or no do you want to see it um i'm on the fence i think if they ended it right now i would be completely happy because then this is a good progression into episode four however you know kenobi has his powers back it's a good 14 years before, you know, 
I, I don't remember what age they said Luke and Leia are at this point, but you know, you're 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 looking at 14 years because I think they were like 18, 19, 20 in Episode Four. You know what happens in the 14 years? Obviously, you know maybe mm-hmm. it's behind the scenes. Um, you know we get maybe a a battle of some sort where uh, you know you don't see a whole lot of Luke and Leia, but you see Kenobi. Like being a shield or a wall against that farm where he is basically stopping things before they get there. Whether it's bounty hunters or it's, you know, more. Um, This is what I'll say. I, uh, I need more Grand Inquisitor. Yes. Like one of my favorite characters from like the Star Wars, the Clone Wars, the Rebels, stuff like that. But I need to see more live-action granting. I need to see more hunting down Jedis. I need to see a little bit more of that. There's so much opportunity there for some cool moments. And uh, I'm I'm hoping that that's a route that they go. That, you know, someone else needs Obi-Wan's help. And it's related to the continual hunting of the Grand Inquisitor against Jedi. So I don't know enough about the lore to know if our current Grand Inquisitor from the movie, which I thought they did an awesome casting job. I thought the guy looked exactly like my, you know, the cartoon looked exactly like um, what my vision of him would be. Um, But again, I feel like that character is so cool that you've got a lot more opportunity to it's that Darth Vader is such a cool bad guy, so a good guy going against Darth Vader is going to be cool. You've got a really cool character in the Grand Inquisitor. I want Obi-Wan to continue to battle with him um, and protect Jedis across the galaxies. You know, I would I would be okay, and actually I would find this really, really fun, uh, if it was a Darth Vader Kenobi kind of, they call it Kenobi, they call it Obi-Wan or whatever, and but it's like a split 50-50 where Darth Vader is mentoring an apprentice and he sends that apprentice after Kenobi. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because, I mean, clearly Darth Vader, is that's that's his job. That's that's his focus. So to not have 14 years of, you know, Darth Vader just biding his time doesn't make sense. He would immediately go after him again and try to find him again. So you know having well some... i think that's oops sorry go ahead no i was gonna say so having some you know the inquisitors yes having the inquisitors going after him more but also having that scary second in command to darth vader and i know there's only you know two sith so there's palpatine and then there's darth vader but you know technically an apprentice wouldn't be a sith lord so go ahead now what are you gonna say uh... I guess I was just going to say, um, I, I think, uh, you know, as we, as we look at the inquisitors and stuff like that, I just, I really do want it to be a unique story, something completely different. Um, and I don't want it to continue to go back to, well, we need Leia in there cause her character was so popular. Like I, I kind of want to go somewhere else with it. Um, and I think they, they will do something like that, but, um, constantly introducing some more 
you know, unique characters to the Star Wars world is just going to help. So, anyway. Yeah. Good, no, good ideas. Yeah, I, I agree. Definitely need more Inquisitors uh, and stuff. I forgot there was a... There is a group. I forget what they're called. The Night Sisters? I'm trying to look it up here. Oh, uh... That they didn't really... They only commented on a couple times, and I believe that in the cartoons, the Night Sisters and uh, Darth Maul have a couple like interactions. I would love for there to be live action night because I think that's a really cool, um, cool part of the Star Wars lore that never really got explored. Yeah, so the Night Sisters that sounded familiar, they are also in Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, really? Uh huh. I need to play this game. Then is what I hear you say. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. That's. That's yeah. Yeah, it's it's really cool. It's dope. It's fun. So Jedi it's, Fallen Order is the yeah. way to go. <laughs> it is. It is. You'll you'll start playing, and you'll be like, "Where was this day one in my life?" All right, yeah, so it's obviously going to give me all the joy I need. Well, maybe I don't want another season of Obi-Wan. Maybe I just need another Jedi Fallen Order game then. <laughs> I mean, maybe. Uh, I I hope they do come out with another Fallen Order-style game. I, I love the open-world Star Wars stuff. Like, I know they're coming out with a new KOTOR, uh, Knights of the Old Republic. Based, yeah. I think it's not a remake but it like based kind of like the same style as KOTOR 1 and 2, which would be awesome. So those games are dope. Um, yeah, I like, uh, I definitely like the Star Wars games. I've played a couple. Um, we even got the Star Wars Lego one, which isn't as good as I wanted it to be, but it's still fun. Oh, really? I, I thought about playing those. I have the Lego Batman on, on my computer, uh, and I haven't really delved into those, but the Star Wars ones, I, I kind of... They, they had the the Skywalker saga on sale on Epic Store a while ago. I was like, eh. But I didn't. It's fun. It is. They did a good job with it. it it's, it's silly, which is the fun part of it. I just wish there was a little more... Oh, really? It's a little bit more when you're going... It kind of feels like you're just kind of going through the level until you get to the boss battles it's like, I just want to, I don't know. I, I kind of want like a progression system. I, it's funny because like I'm basically asking that they take less and making it a little more geared towards the way I play it versus what it was intended. It's intended to be like a game that is mostly for kids and then <laughs> it's complex enough for adults to get value out of it. And so my son plays it, and he's not even that like jacked about it. Yeah. So it's not, it's not just doing what it should be for kids. So I'm just saying, make it a little more complex. Make it like a progression system where I can add abilities and stuff like that. And suddenly, boom! Now, now you're hitting my sweet spot too. Yeah. But, yeah. Where's but, the Lego blood? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I need to like, I need a, a four thousand point ability tree, so that I can. Like craft my own weapon, like that. Like now, now we're talking. <laughs> <laughs> I want to sink three thousand hours into. This. What's going on? Funny. Well, I guess that's 
uh, I get Xenoblade Chronicles 3, and that's for Nintendo. That's really where my wheelhouse is. So I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of these games where you could just put 300 hours into it and not be at the end guy. So yeah, that sounds like where I'm at with Elder Scrolls Online. Oh, like I have I'm like sure. 50, 50 some hours into that right now, and I'm like, but the the I'm online scratched. games never no quit right i mean those no. just are intended they, to go forever yeah right? they just keep getting expansions i think yeah. i was level like 15 or 16 before i even started on the actual storyline proper <laughs> sure. that's um, awesome but all right one last topic before we cut out of here uh music 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 this is i want to talk to you about some music stuff because we are going to go see ghost in uh, october september something like that September. When yeah. what was the last concert you went to see? Oh man, I'm not a concert goer regularly. So, um, my wife got me Foo Fighter tickets in Milwaukee. I think that was honestly the last like concert that I've been to. Nice. So the yeah, last, and, and I mean it was it was an awesome show, and I'll always remember it. But I'm that was so bummed. Maybe four years ago. Yeah. <laughs> We were supposed to go see the Foo Fighters in 2020. My brother-in-law and I were we were going to be like 20 feet off the stage in the stands. We were going to be I right remember there. that. And it got canceled. And now we can't see them because they're not touring. I thought they were coming back, but they're not. I, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't yeah. know. I, I heard they're looking for a new drummer, obviously. Um, I don't know what their plan is. Um yeah, I, I don't know. I, if, if they do come back, I will definitely go see them. Um, but the reason I brought up concerts and how often you see them is because uh, my brother and I saw Godsmack uh, probably about four years ago in, at the Armory in Minneapolis. We were, you know, probably about 30 feet off stage. But the best thing I invested in is their earplugs but they're earplugs built to let sound in. It just basically cuts okay. the high decibels. Uh, they were like 30 bucks and you could hear the music so clearly and you could still talk. Like I could still talk to my brother right next to me while the concert was going on. And after the concert, when we left, there was no ear ringing. There was no deafness. There was no sound mulling, you know? Uh, yeah. So I'm going to be wearing these and I'm going to remind my brother to bring his, but I would highly recommend. Can you see that? Yeah. Can you send me a link? I'll, I'll just invest in them right away. I mean, there's no reason to. Yeah. They're, they're like I said, they're like 30 or 35 bucks. Like I would expect something like this to be like a hundred bucks, but they're, I mean, if nothing else, because we're getting old hearing is kind of important. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, uh, you know, when I went to the Foo Fighters concert, we're far enough away, right? But we're going to be in the pit for the Ghost concert. Not that they're like, you know, huge metal, but that's going to be very loud. So um, being that close to the what I imagine is going to be a giant speaker projected right at us, I think is going to be an important element to to make sure we're protected there. So that's smart. Yeah, I'm going to put it in Discord right now while I'm thinking about it. But... Yeah, awesome idea. Thanks, bud. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. Like I, I mostly, I mean, the, I'm, I, although I, I love the music and if they don't play monstrance clock, I'm, 
um i probably won't leave <laughs> um it i'm mostly there for the pageantry of it like i heard the show seems awesome and when i see on youtube some of the some of the events and stuff like that that they've done in the past really jacked up about it so yeah i just put it into discord and i realized that i just blocked you out <laughs> by going and changing my screen there we go now we're back that's uh, random yeah that's funny <laughs> um yeah so i uh, full disclosure after we got the tickets i went in and i've been watching essentially the same three concerts from earlier this year <laughs> while i work every once in a while i'll throw the concert on um so i kind of I, I made a playlist in Amazon Prime of the songs they've been playing. And, uh, yeah, the whole pageantry of it is awesome. I, I kind awesome. of, yeah, I kind of wanted to keep it a, a secret because I know some bands, like, change up their set list from, like, night to night. Um, mm -hmm. But they, I don't, it doesn't really seem like they are. Um, so I, I, oh, I kinda, okay. I'm kind of going into it assuming they don't switch it up in the second half of their tour. Um you know. Okay, I didn't realize that they kind of have like a set set list, but it. I mean, that part doesn't necessarily matter to me. No, because no. um, I love I love uh, all the songs that they've been playing. Yeah, I just I I will say like I'm not too far into the B sides. I kind of like you. I set up like I listen to all the albums. I set up a playlist for myself. Um, that's how I found. You know, it looked like they were gonna have a spirit box with them mm -hmm. and i'm super into spirit box now but uh i i have a playlist now that i'm, I'm listening to it's called ghost gfr get and ready and uh <laughs> and i just listen to it pretty regularly i'm pretty sure my wife although she's like oh, i don't hate ghost I, i'm pretty sure she's sick of hearing the same songs over and over again but i'm just so into it right now that it's kind of all i want to listen to yeah so yeah i go between my my ghost concert playlist and uh and uh just because i i with amazon prime music i can just keep adding albums to my list and then i can go into my list and i can just hit shuffle and all the songs from that artist that i've added to my playlist or i added to my you know my list is just it'll just shuffle so I, awesome. I think I added like six ghost albums or seven ghost albums. <laughs> and so every once in a while, I'll just hit shuffle. Mm. It's, that is a good idea. Yeah, it's 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 going to be it's going to be fun. And I definitely think strategy wise, you know, I mean, obviously, we're going to get there for the opening act. Obviously. The only what? Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say the only band that i know nothing about is the i can't think of who the second band is but carcass carcass yeah that's, that's they, they do have one song that i was into but they are they're not my jam i'll say that like i like i like the metal um at times mm -hmm. but there's a limit to how much i just want somebody to yell at me <laughs> and uh <laughs> Um, yeah. it might be different in person, right? Cause it might be more melodic screaming into the mic, but, um, Not I'll tell likely. you most of the songs that are, are like their top 10 songs are just them like straight up screaming at the mic. So, yeah. 
Um, I'm not sure what it's going to be live, but that might not be my favorite concert. Yeah. Unless it is. I mean, unless they bring that energy and and then it doesn't matter what they're saying into the phone, that energy there, right? Yeah. And I'm guessing, and, and that's kind of how I was before I started listening to, to Trivium is I didn't like screaming, but they do a really good job of mixing up the singing and the screaming where it's not just all like cannibal corpse, like what you see at, uh, at, uh, Ace Ventura, was that Ace Ventura pet detective? Yeah. Cannibal corpse. Yeah. Where he's just like, right. that doesn't do anything for me. The, the, the nice mix of singing music where you can understand what they're saying and then some screaming and then going back and forth. Like I, I like that. Um, so yeah, like spirit box, I, after you mentioned them, I, I listened to some of their stuff and I've seen some of their concert footage. They're great. They're really good. Um, but Carcass, man, just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I mean, but uh, but yeah, I've, I'm pretty sure I took the afternoon off. I'm just going to uh, gonna rock out, right? So Yeah, definitely. My, my, my guess is, you know, if we get there early enough, because, you know, technically a lot of people don't necessarily go there for the opening acts. So we should be able to be right up there. I would assume. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it depends on how early you get, right? You're in charge of your own destiny there. Yeah. I think doors open usually like an hour ahead of time. So concert starts at seven. So doors probably open at six. Um, yeah, that's, I'm pretty excited. Badass. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. It'll be a good time. But yeah, like I said, I, I think um, uh, my kids get a little older. Um, I know Grant really in, enjoys live music, and so it's definitely something that I'd like to do a little bit more of um, as they get a little older and we start traveling around and stuff like that. So. Definitely, yeah, I my my bucket list of concerts is nine inch nails at red rocks in colorado oh yeah like that is anything at red rocks right yeah. <laughs> well yeah yeah i mean literally anything at red rocks but like nine inch nails because they just put on a just a hell of a show to begin with or tool or you know somebody like that uh, at red rocks where they have like just this grand light show screens just the backdrop, yeah. you know that that whole situation is my ideal. That's my dream. Yeah. Yeah, I think. Um, let's see. I I really don't just want. Um, I don't really just want the music anymore. Like I kind of do want the show to go along with it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if I've made you aware. Derek Najedlo got me plugged into in this moment. Mm -mm. and uh it's a female rock band yeah. a female lead singer i've um, rock heard of them i don't think i've ever listened to them it's a little bit it's a little bit edgier but um you know also a little bit of screaming into the microphone from time to time but i'll tell you like they do the same thing with this like wild show crazy outfits uh it's kind of like a female marilyn manson style of thing going on Ooh. and uh, i'll tell you i'm i'm into the music and i think they would put it the show too so with them i'm mostly looking for them to come to milwaukee or something like that and play at the five serve something like that i'd like to go check out 
You don't think they'd come to uh, the uh, rush? I just don't know. I I don't know how how much they draw. I really have no concept of that. So you know what's interesting is that for small venues, I guess the uh, Green Bay Distillery has a great venue for concerts. Like Fozzie before. They were huge, huge. I think I told you about this like four or five years ago. Fozzie came to the Green Bay Distillery. Um, yeah, I would have loved to see that, actually. Yeah, and I didn't pre know Pre-Judas. Yeah, yep. Yeah, it was pre-Judas. Um, so I could see maybe not Rush, but maybe, you know, maybe doing the Green Bay Distillery. I guess, I don't know. I don't know how big they are in the grand scheme of things in the metal world. You know, they might they might be big enough just in general. I've I've heard of yeah. them and I'm I'm sure I've heard their their music, but you know, that's one I'll have to I don't up. think Yeah, I don't think they're that big. I just wonder if they would play at a venue like the Rash. Um I mean, they could be an opening band too. I mean, they could very well open yep. next time like somebody large comes through For town. Sure. Kind of like I would what, think God, Godsmack would be like a good, like kind of music. You know what I mean? So yeah. there would be a, a good combination. Someone like a Godsmack, mm-hmm. but also side note, I would definitely see Godsmack again. That show was freaking amazing. Yeah, sound it sounded like it was fun for oh, you. It was. That's it was. awesome. It was. But all right, I suppose that's our show for today. It is. It is yeah. that time. Time to wrap this shit up. Good times. I didn't see. I. I. You know. Sorry. I haven't been putting much stuff into show titles, so I don't know what we have to choose from today. No, I. I put some show titles in. I'll, I'll, okay. Let me. Uh, do this Check here for for the for the people at home. Vote on some show titles. Nope. Oh. I actually love the uh, eargasm. Is <laughs> the name of uh-huh. the. Uh, of the headphones. Yeah, so is that that'll funny? Be, that'll be cool. So I'll check that out later today. Um, go go to this. Uh, if you're in chat, go to uh, timeofnord.showbot.tv. Go and vote on some show titles that we have. Uh, there's probably about five or six in there. Help us name this show. Uh, but for now, we are Two Nerds, One Quest. I am Norm. That is Cooch. And we will be back. Uh, we actually have no show next week. Next week is the 4th. Uh, Monday is the 4th, but we are off for the holiday weekend. Uh, but after that, we will be back the Sunday after that, 8.30 a.m. Central Time. Give us some support. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. Uh, podcast comes out Monday mornings, uh, 7.30 a.m. Central Time is when I send it out. Um, let us know. Get it. Uh, get the podcast wherever you get your podcast from. Uh, Patreon.com slash 2 Quest if you want to support us monetarily. We appreciate it. Offset some of the costs. Also, uh, let other people know that we are a thing. Let other people know that we're a show. We do Dungeons & Dragons most of the time. And uh, because we're down, we just did some chat talk today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you had fun. Uh, we did. I love talking with my friends about nerdy shit. It doesn't get any better than this. So, yeah. In two weeks, we'll catch you again. For Cooch, for JC, for the genius, I am Norm. We'll catch you later. Boomtown, get him.